Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. The story that I'm going to tell you on today's podcast, I literally sat here for about two and a half hours debating if I should or not, because I feel like I may have gone over the deep end. Like it, this one instance that happened, it just set me off today and hi i've gone too far i just want to know hi welcome to the certified mama's boy podcast my name is steve kramer if this is your first episode lord of mercy um glad you're here okay i created this podcast because uh when i was going through my divorce my mom would send me these really motivational text messages and one day i screenshotted it put it online went viral everyone seemed to love it and so when i got let go from my radio job i decided to start a podcast featuring her and every single show we start with mom Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. I woke up today in kind of a funk, and I, I'm i not quite sure like how to get out of it for today. And You know, I've been applying for radio jobs, and everything is basically like shut down, right? Mm-hmm. And um, a month or two ago, somebody reached out to me and uh, said, hey, I've got this opportunity. I think that you should like check it out. And it wasn't like a very you know, huge opportunity by any means, but in my mind, I was like, "Hey, like I could go, and you know, it's it's a, it's a guy I, I enjoy, and um, is a station that does well." And so I was like, "Hey, I mean, I could go to this city, you know, kind of reset for a year or two, and then kind of figure out what's going to be next." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Hey, we'll talk, you know, it's it's going to move kind of slow, but we'll talk, you know, as as things kind of progress." And I'm like, "Okay, cool, perfect." And then I, I wake up this morning and there's a newsletter that comes out for radio stations every day, kind of like the, the radio news, the trades, right? Mm-hmm. And the position got filled. Oh. <laughs> and I'm I'm just sitting here like oh. Oh. even like when you're like, hey, I could go do this, opportunity doesn't really arise. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, it's like just discouraging, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it wasn't like, oh my God, this is my dream job and this is going to be perfect for me. This is like my, well, I could make this work <laughs> and I could go do this. <laughs> and then when I can't even get that opportunity, <laughs> Lord, <laughs> it's just got me in a funk today. Oh. And I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I think it's just like the, the everything. I think it's just a little bit of everything. This is all just kind of adding up uh, in, into today, you know? It's a little bit of corona. It's a little bit of rainy weather. And it's a lot of discouragement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a little little poster in my office that said, when God closes a door, he, opens, he always opens another. But it's hell in the hallway. Mm-hmm. So you're just in the hallway right now. I would want you to believe that that was not the right opportunity for you. Therefore, that's not why it happened that there is something that's better for you out there that you just have to wait for. Today was a weird day too, because I, it's the first time I've been to the grocery store in at least a week. Mm -hmm. And ever since they changed everything to, you got to wear a mask in public. So I I get, it was down to sprouts and I get up there and there's a line, you know, you got to stand, you know, six feet away from each other and everyone's wearing masks. I wasn't going to wear a mask because I, I, one reason is because I only have an N95 mask and Mm -hmm. I feel like a jerk because they're like, (laughs) Hey, don't buy N95 mask. And it's the only, I've had it for years, right? I had it when I started remodeling my house, but it's the only mask I have. Right. So I feel like people look at me like, oh, he's wearing an N95. Like, what a jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like seeing people online, everybody kind of looks scared. And it's just, uh, 
I don't know. I'm just not, I'm just kind of in a mood today. And again, that's just the way things are right now, but it will not last forever. We have to remember that, that this will not last forever. Every day looks more hopeful, and every day is one day closer to the end of it. So right. we have to try to stay in the present. Just try to stay in the present. You know, Ram Dass, you know, is famous for his Be Here Now um, and all about being in the present moment because it's the only thing that really matters and it's right. the only thing that we really have. Uh, one of the one of the quotes that he has in his book of that same title, Be Here Now, is you don't have to have that urge, that desire, that unfulfilled thing. Just let it be. Just be, be, be. Be more, more, more. What's holding you back? Your thoughts, huh? You've got to give them up. Just ego planning. What are you doing? Planning for the future? Well, it's all right now, but later? Forget it, baby. That's later. Now <laughs> is now. Are you going to be here or not? It's as simple <laughs> as that. So not so simple, maybe, but we do try, we do need to try as best we can to stay in the present moment. And for me, you know, the three things that I have to do every day that are just essential to my well, my well-being, and I know you do these things too, but it's to breathe, meditate, and pray. Because those three things will help me to take care of the other three things, which are my body, mind, and spirit. And maybe some days you just need to write down, what am I going to, to do today to nurture my body, my mind, and my spirit? And keep doing that every day. And one day runs into two and three and so forth and so on. And eventually we'll be out of this. And we'll all yeah. be together with hopefully some new ways to take care of ourselves. It's hard. And, and give yourself some grace, too. I mean, on the days when you're feeling lonely or blue, you know, be present with those. Be present with those feelings. And if you, you need to cry, cry. You know, just be real with what you're feeling. But know, but know that it will not last forever. And try to just be present in the now. Actually, yeah, I put something on Instagram because I, um, the second I got back from the grocery store because I wanted to kind of document it. I It was a picture of, uh, I got on time hop today and a picture of me and you had popped up there from a year ago. Mm -hmm. And it was when you were visiting from Atlanta and mm -hmm. um, we had gone up to Temecula for the day and then like fast forward. Actually, when I was standing in line at the grocery store, that's when I, you know, and there was people you know six feet apart and everybody's wearing a mask and everything and mm -hmm. i was like wow what a difference a year can make never in, in a million years would i say hey a year from now we're all going to be just hoping our our number comes up to go into the grocery store you know yes um wearing masks and scared and losing jobs and everything you know no 
but I guess you kind of have to look at that in both ways, right? Like, yeah, a lot, just a lot can change in a year. And I'm just, I, so I posted this, I said, I don't want to forget any of this. I got on time hop today and was greeted with memories of a year ago, uh, a day my mom was visiting from Atlanta. We had driven up to Temecula for the day. Fast forward to today. And while uh, waiting 30 minutes to get into a grocery store with a line of people, each equally unsure and fearful of the situation as I, wearing their face armor against the virus, this photo memory made me realize that a lot had changed in a year. A year ago, going to the grocery store was such a part of the norm, now a privilege when you're able to enter. I'm posting this today because a year from now, when this pops up in my photo memories and when stores are stocked and people have jobs, we're breathing freely and hanging out with friends and family. I never want to forget that. I don't ever want to forget today. I want to remember how grateful I am to be able to go out in public without a fear of disease. I want to be able to remember the anxiety of unemployment so that I appreciate every minute that I'm able to provide for me and possibly my family. I want to remember the loneliness of isolation so that I can cherish every minute spent with people I love. And remember the, I don't know how this is going to end or when it gets better, smiling because once it didn't, once again, it did. This photo in Temecula reminds me that a lot can change in a year, and a year is not as no time at all. We will get through this, all of it, no matter what you're going through. And I'm hoping the lessons that we're learning right now will make us better, stronger humans, and our post-virus world will be a much more grateful place. I know mine will be. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It will be. And we need to remember this time because this is the crisis of our time, and we want to remember how we handled it. How well did we do? I, I give myself a solid D plus. <laughs> For what? If I had to grade myself on how well I'm doing during oh. the coronavirus outbreak, I'd say I'm handling it with not much grace at all, but just trying my best. That's all we can do. All right. I love you. Love you forever. Hey, Kramer. It's your dad. Just wanted to... Uh, Shout out to you all the way from Dawsonville, Georgia, about your um, your podcast. Uh, listening to it this morning, and, and it really got me going. Uh, uh, you two really had a connection. You and your former, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know what she was, but she's what phone screen, phone screener. Uh, your mother said. Um, it seems like y'all already had a lot of energy, positive energy there. It's a real good connection. So keep it up. Uh, even to our us old people, we like uh, hearing, hearing that kind of stuff. So take care. See you soon. Bye. To say, you know, the way the show operates, the way I record it is I will come in here and I will, it's usually about 2.30 in the afternoon. I'll record my mom for about 15, 20 minutes, and then I will start recording the rest of the show. And I usually walk in with a bunch of stuff to talk about. Today, I have something to talk about, but I feel like it's going to be too heavy. I feel like after yesterday's podcast and following your dreams, I was going to kind of come in and be a little bit lighter today, but I just woke up in a funk. And I've been sitting here. It's now uh, 5.19 my time. I was done with my mom about 3 o'clock. And I've literally just been sitting in front of the computer. And I have been debating if I wanted to talk about this or not because I just don't want to come off as crazy. Maybe this – this, and maybe I do need to come off as crazy so that one of you will, like, snap me back into reality and say, hey, hey, 
chill. We all need a friend like that every now and then. And nobody else knows the story. So let me just let me just share it with you. So last night, after actually in the middle of recording the podcast, I had a call with a psychic. I know. It's been a lot of psychic talk recently. That's another reason I want to talk about it because I feel like there's been a lot of psychic talk recently. So um we talked to Mystic Michaela, and you know, I think she's great, but there is a story that I I think I shared a little bit during the Mystic Michaela interview, which is I forget which podcast number that is. But I think it was back in November, I went to Sedona, Arizona, which is one of my favorite places on the planet, by the way. I love Sedona. If you've never been before, please take time to go. It's it's just a godly, beautiful place. <laughs> godly, beautiful? Sure. It's a godly, beautiful place to go. And a friend that went up there with me had never been there before, and she saw a place to go see a psychic, and she said, hey, we should go and, and see a psychic just for fun, right? So I, mean, I didn't really want to pay for it, to be honest with you, because I don't really know that I necessarily believe in psychics, to be honest with you. I think a lot of them are BS. I decided uh, she really wanted to go, so we, we went over and uh, we went to see the psychic. And during this reading, the psychic told me that in January, I was going to go through a lot of financial struggles and that things were going to change and w- w- regarding to work. And I was like, this woman, like, what does she know? She has no idea what she's talking about. She has no idea. There's no way. I'm under a contract. In case you don't know, I was literally under contract um, for two more years with Channel 933. So it wouldn't have made a lot of sense for for me to be, you know, for anything to change for me when it comes to my profession, right? So whatever, life goes on. And I, you know, (laughs) going into January, things are good, things are good, things are good, and then things are bad. And I lose my job. And not only that, but some of the things the psychic had said to the, the friend that I was with came true as well. So it was like, wow, maybe this woman actually knows what she's talking about. So I decide to try to find this woman. I've spent like months trying to find this one psychic woman over in Sedona. I didn't know her name. I didn't know like where the place was. I didn't couldn't remember anything. So I spent like I was like trying I was like psychic Sedona, you know, and then trying to figure out exactly what place we'd gone to and I was able to track it down. I called the place and she no longer worked there. Then I start Googling her name to kind of find out where she was, and I found her on Facebook, and she ended up being in Florida then. Uh, I thought so. Her, her Facebook profile said she was in Florida. And um, so I messaged her. I didn't hear back for like weeks. And then a few weeks ago, she says, hey, hey, yeah, hey, let's, let's, let's do a reading, and let's do it over, the, over Skype. And I'm like, that's cool. So last night was the opportunity. She's pretty busy. So last night was like the the uh, time I got to talk to her. So we start going through this reading, right? And I'm kind of hoping that this may clear some of my anxieties when it comes to everything that's going on. Maybe she can like just be like, hey, listen, all right. I told you the job was going to be over, but don't worry. In like another month, you're going to have some awesome job lined up. Everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be great. Or maybe like this podcast is going to be a massive success. And... As we're doing the reading, and I don't know if you've ever had a psychic reading before, but they like they'll pull cards and they'll like ask spirits this and that. And this woman tells me that she sees in my future, in my near future, that I'm going to be working part-time at a grocery store. And that just 
really set me back. Now there's anything bad working for a grocery store, but obviously that's like the complete opposite of what I'm trying to do. Number one, I don't want a part-time job. Number two, I, I, I just don't, I don't see my future working in a grocery store. So now like in my head, I'm like, am I, is that like where I'm destined to go? Like if she could saw, I was going to lose my job. Do I sound crazy? I fucking feel crazy even telling you the story right now. This is one of those stories that I'm like, I probably shouldn't tell this on the podcast because I just feel crazy. But now this woman says that I'm going to work at a grocery store and I'm like, it's like in my head now, you know? So I did that last night, right? And then I, I guess I'm just like, I'm frustrated with my romantic life right now in a lot of different ways. And so I was kind of just feeling angry about it last night. And then I, you know, I woke up this morning and I find out the job that it was going to be kind of like a, hey, this could be a good stepping stone for something Then I, I can't even, I can't even do that. So I, listen, I'm with you with everything you're thinking and doing. We're all scared. I think I, <laughs> I just felt like she would have the answer for me. She may have some clarity. 888-Kramer8. I want one of two things right now. I either want you to call me and say, Kramer, I believe in psychics. I think you need to like go with this and see what she, you know, like maybe the grocery store is your new job and that's something you should look into. Or maybe you call me and you say, you, you gotta, you gotta just know, just know. A moment in Kramer history. Uh, I thought we'd lighten the mood a little bit from me working at a grocery store. And uh, I, I've been, I don't know if you like this or not, so let me know. Because this is just for me, then just let me know. Uh, but I think it's kind of fun to look back over my radio career and like kind of like time hop, you know, like you'll go through and you'll you'll see things from your past. I'm kind of going back to old segments that I used to do and like, holy crap. <laughs> like, so here it is. Uh, the year is 2010. It was actually this day in 2010. We used to do a show back in Panama City, and uh, Miguel, who used to be on the show with me, he'd be like my third mic. He was black, and again, I told you the panhandle was very white, right? So we used to do this segment called Crazy White People, and I just... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this translates. If this translates, but let's take a yeah, take a look back to uh, to that guy Kramer show of 2010. Today I'm 2010. Miguel doesn't really get white people. There's a lot he doesn't understand, and that's fine because there's a lot of stuff I think I don't understand about the black race. So we decided to give Miguel his own segment called "Ask Crazy White People." <laughs> We're Miguel, crazy. Miguel's able to deem, <laughs> are you a crazy white person or not, pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, Miguel, how's this work? Um, these are just <laughs> questions that I have um, just popped up in my head over life after observing white people. So Miguel asked the question, mm -hmm. and then white people only call in and try to explain this to Miguel, okay? Mm -hmm. Mr. Fuller. All right, my very first question deals with something that I've been seeing quite a lot over the past three or four years or so, and I, I don't understand where it comes from or why it happens, but why do white kids go emo in their teen years with the dyed black hair, with question. the skinny jeans, and the crazy rock music? I don't understand this whole 
emo thing. Like, you have a house. You have parents who love you. What you got to be sad about? Why are you sad? I don't understand it. Is there anybody listening who is of the Caucasian race that can explain why? Or maybe because maybe you've got an emo kid and maybe tried to put some type of understanding behind this. Right. Will you call us up right now? 230-WILN. 230-9456. I pass this question to Holly. <laughs> okay. I have no idea. Well, I really, I can't explain why do white kids go, a lot of white kids go emo between the age of like 11 and 15. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to start by saying that not all white kids are emo. Mm. And I think that's a generalization that we need not to make. Uh-huh. But I think, I think Miguel's pretty close. But I will say I think that it is a way for white teenagers who otherwise really have no reason to be upset to go through the rebellious phase. What else do they have? They got nothing. They have no nothing to complain about, really. Right. So they find that outlet in music, and they're like, you know what? I am. I'm, I'm held down. No, you're not. But you can pretend you are. Hey, Corey. Hey. Are you an emo teen? Uh, no, I used to be. Okay, well, explain then, man. Take us, take us there. Well, through the middle school ages, you know, you're new here, trying to fit in. You don't really know who your friends are. But, uh, this accepting group is those of emo ages. So basically, if you wear skinny jeans and dye your hair black then you can be accepted by the people who will accept everyone? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy white people! You get a car when you turn 16! You get food in the house! What the hell you got to be sad about? Nothing! Huh? I couldn't eat when I was 11! They just—they gotta find something, man. No, be happy about life. They don't want to be happy. They're teenagers. Crazy white people. Okay, so that was like a different time, right? Like this is 2010. Things weren't as like sensitive back then. I just—I even cringe when I hear it. Like I laugh because I think it's funny. I just—I'm trying to imagine doing that segment 10 years, like 10 years now, like doing it now. I can't imagine going on the radio and being like, "Let's only get white people to call and tell us why they're crazy." I mean, anytime I would make any kind, because I make fun of white people all the time. I do. I think some things that we do are just ridiculous, right? Like, even like the Karen memes and stuff like that, I just think it's funny. Um, I just, I I don't know if that one, you tell me, did that make you laugh? Or are you just like, nope, that one did not stand the test of time, Cranes. <laughs> Crazy white people. <laughs> Let's get to some Corona good news. Maybe this will cheer us up for today. I really hope this podcast hasn't been much of a downer for you. I really, it's a hard time to start an uplifting podcast when everything is just chaos and you're already known for having, you know, depression and anxiety. I just, I want to, I really want to bring some positivity and some smiles into your day, but also be real with like, kind of like what's going on, right? Um, uh, here we go. Family cheers up neighborhood by spending six hours coloring each brick of their house with rainbow chalk. It's the Taylor family from Wellington. Kiki just coughed, could you hear that? Uh, they used a dozen of the sticks of jumbo chalk in order to decorate their front wall at their red brick terrace house. And it looks really cool, and I'll put a picture of it. I mean, it, it looks like a cartoon. I love it. Uh, you can go see it in the show notes now. 
Now let me give you some actual like numbers here of stuff going on with COVID-19, okay? Uh, the number of deaths in Spain dropped for a fourth consecutive day in a row, which is awesome because, you know, it was going up and up and up. So this could be like the peak of the coronavirus over in uh, over in Spain. In France, the number of COVID-19 fatalities, new daily cases fell by more than 50% over the weekend, which is fantastic. Italy, which of course has been one of the hardest you know, hit countries now has a record three straight days of decline over in New Zealand, less than two weeks after their, they enabled these strict nationwide lockdowns. They have not only just flatlined their curve, but they actually squashed it quote. That's a they squashed it. And here in the U S governor Cuomo says the number of deaths statewide fell for the first time and remained flat for new days, which means like that they could have actually squashed the curve over there too, man. We could be starting to see, the at least the the top, you know, this could be the peak, and then of course it could be, it could be falling down. Now this is a story I want you to pay attention to because I'm wondering if we can recreate the same thing over here. This guy's from Michigan, and he literally took all of his savings that he had, which was like nine hundred dollars, and he went to an Exxon station in Detroit, and he held a a sign next to the hospital that said "Free Gas for Nurses." And he ended up spending all the money. Obviously, it didn't take long. But then another woman shows up here. Just just listen listen to the story. I just love them. I want them to know that. So Al is saying thank you one tank at a time. Yeah. Al had $900 saved up. Didn't take too long for that to be drained. Once the money was all gone, he just, well, flipped his sign over and said thanks to all the essential workers out there today. But then this lady showed up on the scene. I'm just somebody who read his story and I wanted to come help. That's Alana from Warren. Okay, I want to give you 200 All which right. the nurse's gas. I got you. That's right, with her $200, Al was back in business. My nephew's a nurse at Beaumont and it kills me every day to know that he's going to work. I don't know if he's going to get sick or what's going to happen and they're just, they're heroes. And we need to do what we can to support them. Is that the next project we want to do? Do you guys want to do free gas for nurses and we can go find, you know, a a hospital nearby. We can all donate some money, you know, 20 bucks. Even if we did, we raised $6,000 last time for these dinners. Should we do free gas for nurses too next to the hospital? 888-Kramer8, or you can always DM me on Instagram, which is that guy Kramer. All right, I'll leave you today with it made me laugh. By the way, thank you for listening. And by the time I'm done with the podcast, I always feel so much better. So I just appreciate you being here through all my craziness. Um, Have you seen this video? The the little kid, it's like, did you ever ever have a dream that, so it's like this little boy fumbling over a sentence and almost sounds completely incoherent. I'm going to tell you the background of it. So this clip is from a 1999 Turner Classic Movies television special called Goodnight Moon and Other Sleepy Tales. And I know it's been like a big viral video for a while now, uh, but if you've never heard it, this always makes me laugh every time. But there's an update afterwards. Hang on. Have you ever had a dreams that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything. <laughs> It just makes me laugh, right? I, I, parents, that's probably how you feel all the time when your kids are like, have you ever, have you, did you ever do this, mom, 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 mom? Um, so there's an update. There's a dude on TikTok that actually takes stuff like the coronavirus, you know, that uh, Cardi B did and will put it to music. Well, he actually took this one and put it to music and it, it, it kind of turned out good. Have you ever had a dream that, 
So his name is Charles Cornell, by the way. I want to give him credit because that's funny. I'll link to it over in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. I didn't think I was going to do a show, but I did. And I hope it didn't seem too crazy. And I hope that maybe you have crazy days too. And I don't feel so alone now. Or maybe you, you never listen again. I'm not sure. And you can always hit me up on social media. I'm that guy Kramer on Instagram, Steve Kramer on uh, Facebook. And of course, always call 888-Kramer8. Tomorrow, we have another kid review of the show. And I, there's a story that's probably my most favorite story at Channel 933. A woman who lost her fiance um, to a road rage accident. And Horace Williams, if you know the story. And after he passed, he left a, his backyard. He was redoing it for his daughters who have these grass allergies, but he passed away like right as he had started demoing everything. And we were able to come in as a radio station and uh, turn everything around. So we're going to catch up with her, Sasha, tomorrow on the show. All right. I love you. I do. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. I'm going to meditate. Bye. Hi, Kramer. My name's Ruby, and I listen to you from Hemet, California, uh, from originally the 933. I was calling in regards to what you were talking about. Do you follow your dreams? What do you do? Should you keep encouraging others to do that? And I could say, you know, I went through a rough patch a few years ago where I lost everything. I had to start over, and honestly, it became a thing of I have to reassess everything. And do I chase my dreams? And at the end of it all, I would still say, yes, chase your dreams. Anyone, everyone, if you're listening, chase your dreams. Um, yes, we're all stuck at home right now, but right now is the perfect time to start over. And just, you know, if that job that you're at is not working out, reassess. You know what? Do something that makes you passionate, something you want to go for every day. And uh, you, Kramer, thank you for starting that podcast and we're going to follow your journey and hopefully you know you go on to do bigger and better things or just stay with the podcast we'd love that too thank you thank you for being so positive and having your mom on bye hey kramer this is sheena i'm calling from san diego i've been a listener of you since you were on channel 933 and i'm so happy that you're doing this podcast with your mom um, she's so motivational. I listen to you guys every day and I just feel better and positive about um, everything that's going on right now, thanks to you and her. Um, but it was so great to hear Steph, the phone screener from Channel 933. Um, I always wondered what happened to her and I'm so happy that she um, went to Connecticut and then to Vegas and it's just so great to hear her voice and the both of you together once again hope you're having a good day love you bye okay that's it for today thanks for listening to my son's podcast certified mama's boy be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends love you forever